Our guest on this week's Soundtracking is a writer, director I've long admired from his Oscar-nominated The Squid and The Whale to Francis Ha and Mistress America. Now, Noah Baumbach brings us Marriage Story, a hugely acclaimed tale of a couple played by Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson going through a horrible divorce. Available to watch now on Netflix, Marriage Story is scored by none other than Randy Newman, of which plenty more in a minute. First, a word from our friends at Encoda, which is like Spotify, but for musicians, or at least for those musicians that read sheet music. Encoda is an app containing a massive digital library of sheet music sourced directly from a 100 leading publishers. Encoda has all the tools you'd expect to make playlists, mark up scores and play offline and can be used on your tablet, your mobile and your desktop. So you can study and play your favourite works on one app for £9.99 a month. Now, you've heard this before, I'm sure, but Encoder was designed to make a musician's life easier and more affordable. So much time, money and effort can be saved by consolidating all of your musical practice and study in one place. And Encoder, like music study and performance, is a very personal experience. Everyone's taste is different and every favourite piece of yours can be assigned a unique memory or feeling. You can keep all those pieces and visit those memories and feelings wherever you wish on Encoder. Simplify all of your study, practice and performing into one app with Encoder and explore a whole universe of music. Encoder, made by musicians for musicians. And so to the wonderful Noah and Randy's elegant score starting with this cue. Trick or treat. Welcome to Soundtracking. Thank you. I have to say it's been an absolute treat to go back, not just with Marriage Story, obviously, but with kind of going through your wonderful films and just reminding myself of, of the important part that music plays in your films and both in terms of score, but needle drops and just the subtleties that you, I think, appreciate in the use of music in film. With Marriage Story, at what point did you start thinking about music and its place within this film and with the story and particularly with the characters as well. Early on, I, I, when I was working on it, well, I, I was thinking something about it. I wanted to do an orchestral score, mm-hmm. which I haven't done particularly. I mean, I've used orchestral music in, in, in movies. In Francis Ha, I used 
all these George Delarue yeah. cues, but that was like a collage of old scores that I that I used to score Francis. But I I I, I felt like the movie wanted a you know in, in some ways a, a big uh, movie score. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, um, and I had worked with Randy Newman on Meyerowitz stories and, and, and our, our approach there, I, I always sort of felt was more connected to Randy's, you know, his sort of singer songwriter. Yeah, as opposed uh, to his composing career. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. That, that, that it would almost be, you know, it's, it, like taking stuff off the records and using it that, you know, and it was him on piano just playing to the movie. With this one, I wanted that it should have something kind of bigger, and, yeah. and 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 for me, this was it was a, it was a big orchestra, and uh, you know, felt like you know, sort of your fantasy of a, you know, <laughs> of, of of scoring a, a movie, uh, you know, a big movie. We were at the Fox stage on the Alfred Newman stage, which was Randy's uncle who had run the Fox, you know, music department, kind of a legend, and. Uh, and Randy had first been on that stage when he was five years old, and here wow. he is conducting this orchestra for our movie, and that was kind of just amazing. But for Randy, of course, this was a chamber orchestra. It's like 30 to 50 people and uh, something he hadn't really done before and a, small, oh, wow. and a, a smaller uh, – <laughs> yeah. you know, Randy was slumming it, and I was uh, – <laughs> but for me, I was like, wow, this is uh, as big as it gets. I love all that history, that kind of almost kind of lovely link and, and thread through things is just wonderful. And those stories of, you know, of, of how also with him in particular, how far back it goes and how it's in his DNA. I know. And, and that kind of thing. It's, it's, it's brilliant. And I love that you still, you kind of get a kick out of those moments where it is different for you. It is a new experience. Yeah. It's nice to, he to have that, to have that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And Randy's, I mean, he's such a, he's such a brilliant orchestrator. I, the, the, even on the, the earlier records, you know, which have a kind of more personal 
you know, man at the piano kind yeah. of feeling to them. They, they have beautiful orchestrations too, strings and, uh, and, and he orchestrated with the, the, the song that Peggy Lee sang that is that all there is? He, which is, they're, they're really, I mean, it's so interesting and, and exciting to watch him, to go with him from, you know, the early stages where I will go over to his house and we go out to his, he has a studio in, in the back and, and I, I sit next to him at the piano and we oh, have wow. clips of the movie up on a computer screen and just he'll play and, wow. and we'll talk about it. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and, and I talk generally, I don't have any musical background except that i listen to it a lot um but uh so i talk more emotionally yeah. or or about narrative and things i'm trying to you know that i, I want to kind of try in the movie yeah and, totally uh and and also and 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 randy's very open to even to me saying like can you play living without you or one of his older songs like can you play that so I can understand there's something in that may, you know, or, yeah. or, you know, try play sail away or play and he'll do it. In America, you get food to eat. Won't have to run through the jungle and scuff up your feet. You just sing about Jesus and drink wine all day. It's great to be an American Ain't no lion or tiger Ain't no mama snake Just a sweet watermelon In the buckwheat cake Everybody is as happy As a man can be I'm a boy, little walk, sail away with me Sail away Sail away We will cross the mighty ocean in the Charleston Bay Sail away Sail away We will cross the mighty ocean you know, and, and then I can say, try to isolate or say, what is that there that you're doing? Yeah. Or we would listen to some George Delarue, uh, you know, the great French yeah. composer who I'd, I'd used in Francis Ha. Who I just discovered did compose one of the, my favorite films as a kid, which was um, Day of the Dolphin, which is oh, a right. bit of a random film. But I watched Mike that. Mike Nichols, yeah. I watched that maybe like 40 times as a kid, and I didn't realize till recently that he was the composer on it.
Yeah, this Mike Nichols with George C. Scott. Love yeah, that yeah, film. Yeah, yeah it's, I, I like it too. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's unusual. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, he did. He did. I mean, he did a few American movies. One of the things, I mean, I, what I love about George Delarue's music is that it's, on one hand, it's sort of very much like I was saying, it's kind of movie music. It's yeah. got everything you want in a in a kind of old fashioned way. It's, yeah. it's it's big. It's romantic. It's melancholy. It's uh, celebratory, but it, it's also kind of um, it, it's so layered and it can play and often was used. I think because he also worked with such often with such I mean great directors. He mm. worked with Francois Truffaut and Godard, and, yeah. and I love the way it's they often used his music in those movies because they would often play it. it, it it's not it, it's never played as underscore. It's not played as to push emotion or a narrative, or, or, or narrative yeah. that's already in the scene. Yeah. It almost works as it's like a companion or a reaction, or or it's it's almost like another. It's like a, it's like a different expression of what's going on, and 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 it it almost comes out of yeah the the movie itself. It's like it's like the it's mo- almost like the movie's perspective of the situation that's kind of going on sometimes. Yeah. Exactly. And that was something that Randy and I talked about as well. And and Randy, of course, understands music so well and so un- intricately and can kind of hear you know, many things that I can't hear or, or, or will, will react to things that I'm not thinking about because I might be – my associations might be very much from you know, my experience seeing them in the movies and then he's hearing it more isolated. And you know, we, we did things like we, re- we recorded the music, re- engineer that – We've worked with now in the last few movies that who works with Randy a lot named David Butcher. He he did all this research of how the George Delarue scores were recorded and oh, wow. also what rooms they were recorded. And it turned out that the the Alfred Newman stage was not dissimilar to the to the stages that a lot of the the Delarue music was recorded. So so and this is all out of my pay, pay, my pay grade. I don't understand, <laughs> but but I I uh, it was like fantastic. So I mean and. And you love, I love working, you, know, you love working with people who... They care. They care, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they kind of go, and so we recorded the music. Uh, we used these uh, ribbon mics, I guess they're called, where they, you get more of the room. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, so yeah, you're obvious, sort of feeling yeah. the presence of the musicians, but it's not yeah. that sort of thing where it feels kind of processed. It, or yeah. like, uh And that was very exciting to me um, because there's something inherent in what Randy did and in the score, in Marriage Story, that... It does feel both old and new at the same time. Yeah. Thank you. 
And it's even like, you know, from the from those kind of first moments where we are what I love about Charlie and those moments sort of thing, you know, in terms of where we have these these kind of little almost kind of short films of these kind of two individuals talking writing letters almost in their head and the music that accompanies that and there's there's such a difference in the tone of the music for each one you know what's what I love about Charlie it's quite formal and lonely almost in the way the the music makes you feel and then whereas what I love about Nicole it's light kind of it's that it feels like that almost kind of butterflies in your tummy that you get you know when you mm-hmm. kind of fall in love and it's it's amazing what that music tells you about that person that's telling that story about that person rather than about the person that's in that moment, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And and that was, that's something that's inherent in those two sequences, both musically and also narratively is that, is that whose story is this, you know, which is of course a question that the movie is going to ask and, and and a theme that will develop uh, throughout the movie is because where on one hand it's we're hearing about the person we're seeing you know what I love mm-hmm. about Nicole we see Nicole but it's also about the person seeing as yeah. as you said and what they've selected and their view and how that's both I mean it can be in a relationship it's both intoxicating and lovely to be seen by your partner and to be uh you know have these things pointed out and then depending on the context of where you are in life yeah. and what's going on, it can also be limiting and maybe you feel too defined by, you know, it, I mean, yeah. it, it's all about how, you know, how you want to, you know, where you are, what the relationship is. And, and so I, it, it is something that's baked into those sequences that, mm-hmm. that, uh, allows for a lot of complexity that, in some ways was even beyond my own <laughs> my own <laughs> my own concepts of them i mean i really st- when i started writing them i wrote them as in a more straightforward fashion of like oh this would be a nice way to, to start the movie yeah. and also and a nice way for me to kind of learn the characters and yeah and what they think about each other yeah and 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 explore the marriage and you know i i find it happens in you know in all aspects of 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 for me in terms of creativity and making a movie from the script to, to all the way to the end yeah. is is if you if you sort of get the structure and 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 if you're telling the story right then you can back your way into <laughs> uh uh you know some kind of complexity or uh if you're lucky a profundity that that is that you wouldn't come up with on your own it it it's sort of it's it's th- that you know you know sort of simpler building blocks kind of yeah. help uh, allow for at least at least the possibility for those things to happen yeah i think it's wonderful when a film has layers like that where you kind of you know if you you can take it on one level but then you can kind of it, it gives you the opportunity to kind of go deeper and and find other things behind that that layer kind of thing as well which is is brilliant and one of the great things about the film absolutely and that's true of the music i mean it's very true of the music because the music in the beginning i mean it's loving it's celebratory it's compassionate
hear it again and you know we hear some cases the same themes yeah. pl- played differently uh and then there's some there are new themes that are introduced but they're all in the same kind of world they suddenly mean something different when the, when we hear them again and i love that when in, in music and, it, and this gave us a real opportunity because we had it's whatever seven minutes or something of straight music and um it, it gives the audience i think even a, a kind of musical and emotional memory yeah. to take with them for the rest of the movie so that when <laughs> so that when these themes come back it it, you know, it, it has that complexity that yeah. you're saying It goes back to what how I, I really do love how like Truffaut would use music because I'd often feel like it would maybe a, a kind of ordinary scene or a scene that didn't seem particularly dramatic, but the music was suddenly very dramatic. Or um, makes I, you think in a different way, doesn't it? Yeah, and it and it also it also I find. It, it sort of takes our ordinary lives very seriously, mm. you know, which I I think is important, <laughs> yeah. you know, and how, you know, the, the I mean, which the opening of the movie is kind of partly about is how the ordinary moments are extraordinary because this is what we have and the things that go by may be unnoticed. And, you know, now let's but if somebody says, oh, but I love what you just did there and you you didn't think about it, you just did it, you know, and that the music is saying that too, you know, and that, that the music is reacting to that. Um, you know, I love that. I, did, I mean, that was sort of, it, it, it is a, a development, I think, of what I did on Francis Ha also mm-hmm. because that was also a 27-year-old. It, it was, you know, a, a, a young person you know, trying to f- figure out her life in a sense. And I wanted the movie to take that seriously and not say, oh, she's 20, you know, who, you know, come on. It's, 
you know, these aren't real problems yet, yeah. you know, so be like, no, at this moment in life, these are, this is your only life. This Absolutely. is, this is, this is, this is big. This yeah. is the stuff. And this is the stuff of, of movies and, and of, of drama and comedy. And, and, you know, let's, let's make that epic in a sense, you know, let's yeah. make it, let's make it heroic. And, and, and that, I felt that that score, you know, the kind of borrowed score that I did there sort of honored that. specific scene in Francis Ha in a second sure. but Adam's performance both in terms of the whole film but his musical number in Marriage Story I mean oh my god and also just at the end where he the exhale at the end of the performance it's like we're, we're exhaling with him whilst you're watching it it's mm -hmm. just it's so good can you talk a little bit about the decision on, on putting that piece of music from the musical company in, in there and being alive and and the prep for that and then filming Adam doing that and what what you talked about in terms of his preparation for that. Well, that was something that we've been talking about for over the course of a few movies now, which yeah. was that we wanted initially even we thought is there a movie of company like what would that look like oh, and yes uh, and, <laughs> and we 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 talked about that we never got very far on that and i didn't even know if they would have let us do it i but i i was just we were just sort of talking a few we, we we met a few times and talked about it and and in that process then i was started to go back and you know i was listening to the score a lot i was watching old clips on youtube and i did feel like well Whatever we do, Adam should sing "Being Alive" and something, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, make it your and, life's mission. <laughs> yeah, in a funny way. I mean, it's a lot of lot of things that turn up in movies are things that have been kind of carried from notebook to notebook, you know. That <laughs> yeah. that and and you hope you you know have the right thing. And sometimes you're, you're I'm writing a script and I get to a point and I'm not you know I'm figuring out a scene or yeah. what could be here and then it's like oh that what about that thing that story from the you know and but this one I did know going into it as I thought it'd be great to be able to you know in some ways you know I hope I can 
write something that could hold this moment, you know, that this moment wouldn't feel extraneous or feel mm-hmm. like it. And because I, I felt like it should play the way it does in a musical, which is the character starts singing and by the end of the song is in another place that yeah. the character has changed through the song and that we've told more story of the movie. This is not an interlude. This is actually story. Yeah. And, and so that was very important. I think, you know, there are many things that sort of help that be- become possible. I think the material in general had so many there's there are many kind of I've been saying sort of embedded genres in the movie that 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 would reveal themselves in different scenes. Yeah. Like there's screwball comedy, there's there's thriller, there's the courtroom procedurals, and when we have the sort of legal system, of course, it provokes many sort of <laughs> yeah. genre connections. There's a horror movie aspect to the movie. I mean, it's it, there's um, it's a love story, as we we're saying, and and then so that way, in a sense, it gave the opportunity for a musical too. Mm-hmm. Um, and because they're from the theater and we start with a theater performance early on, there, there is a notion of performance in the movie too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's both, you know, the way we perform in our lives and and the personas we kind of create in relationships and, and how that can, you know, sometimes be damaging and, but also necessary. Mm-hmm. And, and so that the, I, I think many of those things kind of it, it gave it a framework so that when we got to that point, this yeah. didn't feel it. My hope was that it feels both surprising and inevitable in, in, in a sense. Because even the setting of it, you know, it kind of if if it had been in the arrangement, if it had been done in another way, like it could have quite easily have been like in a, a karaoke bar or something like that. It would have a completely different meaning. And but in terms of the, you know, the way that he just kind of gets up from the dinner table and, and wanders over to this in this incredible environment, it's perfect. And it, it just it's so raw because it really unearths him as a character, I think, in such a such a brilliant way. But if it would be done another way, you know, so I think all those things together just make it such a really powerful scene, all those different things. Well, I think it goes to also, yeah, like thinking of it almost like a musical number in, yeah. a, in a musical. I mean, in that there's context for it in that they're in a place where there is a piano player. We see, you know, uh, Jasmine, who um, plays one of the uh, Cephas Jones, who was, uh, she was in Hamilton, but yeah. she was also in Mistress America. Uh, yeah. uh, that I'd worked with her before and, and has an amazing voice. And we see her singing just at the start of that sequence. So, you know, to establish yeah. that this is, yeah. you know, a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I like that idea that it's like it's something he hears. He's like, oh, of course, it, you know, he knows it so well. That's why, again, all the speaking parts, he knows he knows the musical so well. It's It's not – he's not yet – thinking of that I don't think he even knows he's going to sing the whole song. I mean, he goes back to the table and then he goes back again mm-hmm. and and so uh yeah, it was it was all it was our sort of like if that if it this was a musical, how would you I mean, not the actual musical company, but uh, but uh, um Marriage but, Story the Musical. Marriage Story the, Marriage Story the <laughs> Musical. If it was a musical, how would you know, how would you find your way into this song? Yeah. Blow out the candles, Robert, and make a wish. Want something. Want something. Somebody hold me too close. 
Somebody hurt me too deep. Somebody sit in my chair and ruin my sleep and make me aware of being alive. Being alive. Somebody need me too much. Somebody know me too well. Somebody pull me up short and put me through hell and give me support for being alive. Make me alive. Make me alive. Make me confused. Mock me with praise. Let me be you. But alone is alone, not alive. Somebody crowd me with love. Somebody force me to care. Somebody make me come through. I'll always be there, as frightened as you. To help us survive, being alive, being alive, being alive. How do you know when you've got the take? Because with that particular type of thing, because you know you're doing it in one. In one shot, and I imagine you, you know, you did quite a number of takes on that sort of thing. But how do you know with a musical performance when you've got it? I, I mean, it's not dissimilar to a, a non-musical scene, and that yeah. I, I, because I, I, I kind of hear those scenes as well. I, I, I find a lot of times, I do find there's 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 musicality in the dialogue. And and it, what happens sometimes too, if a scene is not, I'm talking about a non-musical scene, if it's not working or it doesn't seem to be clicking for some reason, I'll often discover that because someone's inverted lines or that something or a line's been dropped, like that we just the rhythm's gone. That we yeah yeah, oh, and the wow. then the rhythm is gone. Um, That's fascinating. So doing a, an actual musical number isn't so much different. Yeah. There were, you know, with that with that particular moment too. There was we sort of talked a bit about like, and some he sort of lingered at the table longer, and and, uh, and we liked that one. I like very much that he sort of gets right back up in, in that <laughs> yeah. one. And um, you know, that take I remember, I think it was like take eight, uh, was uh, at the time felt special yeah. you know but it's a feeling i guess an emotion it's thing. a feeling yeah, yeah it's an emotional yeah. it's a it's a feeling and and it, you know it's a, because it's a song he would interpret it slightly differently on yeah. different takes and, and and adam is is that way as an actor he's always he's always in the moment of what the take is yeah. so the the adjustments are always happening based on what's yeah you know Based on how the, you know, what the, what the air is in that, you know, in the moment, in that, moment. That, that moment. So that, of course, is true in a song. And so he, so, I mean, if you go through all the takes, um, maybe one day we'll 
we'll release a bunch of takes <laughs> of it and you can see. Uh, but then there were some other beautiful takes too that I thought, well, you know, that, that we considered. But Jen and I, uh, Jen Lame, who c- cuts the movies with me. Yeah. This was, I think, early on was the the one that we yeah. we we felt was had a, something you know particularly special yeah. about it. Um, before we wrap up, I mean, I, I I'd love to have another chance to send and chat to you through all your films because the the kind of work you've done with 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 Dean and Britta over the years and yeah. their and their work is extraordinary as well. But with Francis Ha, I love their the connection with this film with the Bowie thing mm-hmm. with Scarlett, you know, fancy dressed for Halloween and the 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 little argument that goes on about about you know what era and what part right, the, right. the tours from <laughs> which then made me go back and watch that scene from Francis Ha where um, where Greta's dancing through the streets to to modern love which is a beautiful beautiful scene I love that so much it's kind of dance like no one's watching type of idea and mm-hmm. um, what are your memories of that that scene and, and choosing that particular piece of music for that particular moment and in that Francis film? yeah it was a fun scene to shoot. I mean, we didn't block those streets off or anything. We we were just on a little, I guess, sort of a pickup truck. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we were a little bit higher. I had liked, I, I, if I remember correctly, Sam Levy, who shot that movie with me, we had been looking actually at uh, Chloe from five to seven, the Agnes Varda movie. Yeah. And there were shots of her walking down the streets of uh, Paris. And I liked that it was slightly higher. It was like, because they were on a similar probably situation. They were on a back of a truck and a car. And uh, so the the angle was influenced by those shots. Yeah. But it was, it, it was um, I mean, endurance of another level for Greta because she <laughs> had to run and dance down yeah. the street. And we were in Chinatown and um, which was, it was right. It actually was right near where the apartment was that she, that her character's living mm. So, uh, you know, we, we, we shot it a bunch of times and I mean, she was like out of breath and she was like, do you have one more in you? You know, and, <laughs> were you um, playing the music? Uh, we weren't playing the music when she was going. She was, she was in her own, you know, yeah, head. Head, yeah, um, totally. But that's a song that I, I, I kind of came to Bowie through like the greatest hits records when I was a kid, like Changes One and Changes Two. Yeah. And, and, and those are like the first Bowie records I bought. And Let's Dance was the new Bowie <clears throat> around that time. And dance the- 
there was always that sort of exciting thing where you discover an artist as a kid and then their new one comes out and sometimes you're not getting the best one when you're getting the new one but i i but um i he- i'd heard about the record and but i i don't know for some i didn't have it yet i wasn't really like i guess buying records so like i didn't have my own money really i sort of needed <laughs> yeah. uh, and so and i was visiting i was with my father was teaching in seattle uh so i was in seattle uh with my dad and some friends of his uh who were another uh professor and his wife at at the University of Washington were over and i mentioned just in passing that i really wanted to hear the new david bowie record and the other uh the guy said well let's go get it I, I, it, that was such a different kind of attitude <laughs> that I had grown up with, which was, uh, it was I, I grew up with, well, maybe for, you know, Christmas, you yeah. know, um, uh, and then I wouldn't, and then I wouldn't get it for some reason. But uh, um, so I, I, I thought, this is what spontaneity looks like. So we all got in the car and my father went along with it, I think, because he was sort of intoxicated too, probably by this idea. We drove to Tower Records. We bought Let's Dance. We came back and we put it on and Modern Love was the first song on the thing. And I remember thinking, I can't believe how much I love this song. It's like, it's so propulsive and, you know, and he's like, it's almost like he's shouting the lyrics too. It's like, it's so, and the lyrics are so, somewhat general um like getting to the church on i don't even know what he's talking about but i but i um you're just so there with him and 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 that whole but i try is so moving just to keep saying that um and uh so i have that record has a lot of i don't know there's a lot of obviously i have that memory from it but i but but i also but i but it's a to this day i i i love that record i love uh, I mean, they're all the hits on it, but I also even like some of the, the some criminal world that's on it. And um, yeah. uh, uh, Ricochet is a kind of interesting <laughs> yeah. one, you know, and just that, that he's in that like boxing pose on the front and it's got like some like boxing, like the, the, the it's arrows, like it's sort of, I don't even know what it is. I, it's, it's like, <laughs> and, um, and I didn't know even in the context of Bowie at that time to how it was sort of a like him doing a dance record and he's got Nell Rogers involved yeah, yeah. and, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan plays guitar on it. It's like, I didn't know like even that this was sort of a different thing yeah. or about the sort of changing David Bowie. I just knew the changes records. So I just knew the, those hits. And um, anyway, so it was a, a to, to then, you know, n- none of this <laughs> is important really in Francis Ha, except to say that that song you know, is something that, you know, it was, it was a way to try to express that enthusiasm I had as a kid, you know, and create a kind of cinematic moment that might, you know, convey something similar. It definitely does. Um, An absolute treat to chat to you. Thank you so much. And congratulations on the film again. Thanks, Noah. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you.
the soundtrack to Francis Ha, that's Modern Love by David Bowie, rounding off this latest episode of Soundtracking with Noah Baumbach. My huge thanks to Noah for taking the time to talk to us. Marriage Story is available on Netflix now and is still in some cinemas if you're quick. Either way, it really is a fantastic watch. Now, before we go, I want to tell you about Stitch Fix, the online personal styling service that takes the work out of dressing well. Now, it's really simple. To get started, go to stitchfix.co.uk forward slash sound. Fill in a style quiz, tell us about your favourite taste, budget, size and shape, clothing needs and wants and one of their stylists will then send you five items of clothing, each hand-picked for you from your selection of over a hundred of the best brands including established names, emerging designers and exclusive brands that you won't find anywhere else. Try on everything at home, mix and match with other items in your wardrobe buy what you love and send back the rest at no cost. For your stylist time, you pay a styling charge of just £10, which is deducted from the cost of anything you decide to buy. You try before you buy and only charged once you've decided which items to keep. Delivery and returns are free both ways and there's no subscription necessary. Simply schedule your delivery for when you want it. For me personally, because I have so many different types of jobs on the go, be it premieres or interviews, this is a wonderful opportunity to have options in my wardrobe that just take the pressure off. I love it. Get started with Stitch Fix today and support our podcast by going to stitchfix.co.uk forward slash sound and they do great options for men too. So that's stitchfix.co.uk forward slash sound. Next up, we have kind of a triple bill. Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, who wrote Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, along with the fabulous Bryce Desner from The National, who is a hugely accomplished composer, most recently writing the music for Two Popes. Hey, it's Christmas, what can I say? I very much look forward to the pleasure of your company then. (laughs) 